Good morning. Our scripture today is from Isaiah and from the book of Luke. The words of Isaiah. And you will be called priest of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. And the words of Jesus found in John 14. Jesus said, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not my own, rather it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Wow, powerful words from Jesus. In 2010, uh, uh, over 50 very successful, brilliant, achieving, uh, intelligent uh, business people paid $10,000 to attend a retreat in the Red Rock Canyon of Arizona in Sedona. This retreat was advertised widely to enhance your self-confidence, to make you self-sufficient, it was supposed to be the retreat of a treat and give you courage to try new things and be whatever you wanted to be. Uh, James Arthur Ray uh, conducted this retreat and he was on Oprah and he was all over TV and he was a well-known motivational speaker. And so he gathered these people together in this beautiful setting. And at first the group, he had them fasting and they were taught some samurai tactics. And then they were told, look, take your fist, you can punch it through a brick. And so they were given taxing assignments, both physically and mentally. And then the last day of the retreat, they were asked to go in this really big tent and very hot rocks were brought in and put in the center of the tent and then water was poured over these rocks so the tent was filled with steam and it was heavy steam it was like fog and people began to cough and uh, and rub their eyes and feel faint and fall over and Ray kept saying to them you are the masters of your body stay in this till the end and you will come out victorious well People just started screaming and crawling out the sides of the tent and, and some just passed out. And finally, somebody called the police and the EMT and they arrived to help the people. They were all in really big distress and they found three people were deceased. Very sad ending to this story. But Later, Ray was convicted of manslaughter because of this and sent to prison. You know, we all long, like these people,
to have meaning in our lives, no matter how strong we are or how self-confidence. We want to have meaning and purpose. God designed us this way. Seeking for this in the wrong way can have some pretty dire consequences as we've heard through this story. And uh, seeking in a self-centered, self-serving uh, society, our driving interest becomes whatever we want we think would make us happy, we try it. And it, this self-obsession and self-fulfillment is really counterproductive to finding contentment and joy and happiness in the Lord. Look at our society. We have the most material things, opportunities, and yet we're not at large happy and content in our culture. And the Bible clearly tells us how to be fulfilled. We must give our lives to Jesus Christ, make him our Lord and Savior. It's not going to find we're not going to find fulfillment in a sweat lodge ceremony or any other way, but it's in serving Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When Jesus started his ministry, he went to his hometown. We heard about this uh, from Jeff and then Molly last week where he preached his first sermon and declared his mission on earth. And he opened the scriptures to Isaiah 61. We read verse six today. And through the scripture, throughout the scripture, Jesus announced his mission. And, but he also gave us our mission statement. Verse 6 says, And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. Wow, what a calling. Maybe when you think about a priest, you think about somebody with a collar or clergy. But that's not really all the meaning of that word. A priest is considered to be the mediator between God and man. And, um, and you and I are priests of the Lord. Jesus said it, the scripture said it, the Old Testament, the New Testament. We are the vessels through which God works and moves in the world. Listen to Philippians 2, 3 through 5. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Look out not only for your own interests, but also the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who said, I came to serve, not to be served. This idea may not sit well when we first hear it with our natural broken human thinking, but after we have an encounter with Christ, we begin to receive this mission and we have to live it out really to find the full joy of it. Samuel Logan Bingle was one of the greatest writers and evangelists in the history of the Salvation Army. He's well known. His sermons of books have touched thousands of people, but his beginning with the Salvation was pretty rocky. He graduated from Boston Theological Seminary and he received many offers to pastor a large Methodist church, but he felt a call to work with the Salvation Army. So he traveled to England and met with General William Booth and volunteered to serve and told him about his call. And, but Bingle was not prepared for his first assignment because it was to black the boots of the workers there 
uh, Bing Bingle found himself in a dark cellar with 18 pairs of muddy, stinky boots and a can of blacking substance. One by one, he began, he began cleaning the boots and polishing them, applying the paste. And at this time, he started asking himself, Lord God, am I burying all my talent? Is this the best they can do for me in the Salvation Army? Am I a fool? Have I traveled with my own fancy 3,000 miles to come to black boots? But he continued his task and he toiled over it. An impression began to form in his mind. He could see Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. And the thought came to him, God in highest heaven sent his son to earth and he stood over the dirty, smelly feet of the disciples and washed them. And he said, after that, with new enthusiasm, I began my work. And I had fellowship with Jesus every morning while I was down in that cellar, blacking boots. It was the best training that I could have ever had. It was sufficient for me. And do you know that experience put a key in my heart? to unlock other hearts of lowly people around the world about serving Jesus. Serving Jesus is the way to our fulfillment. He made that way very clear. He called us over and over to be priests of the Lord. He quoted Isaiah's prophecy in Luke, and in 1 Peter 2.9, Peter says it this way, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may truly declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and to his wonderful light. The mission of God, the call of God, is not just for a few people, but all the people who claim Jesus, because he said, you belong to a royal priesthood. Did you know, have you received, that you are a priest? In Ephesians 2.10, Paul tells us an amazing fact. He tells us God has prepared our good works beforehand in eternity past before he created the universe for each of us. All we have to do is walk in them. Listen to the words in, in, in Ephesians. They're amazing uh, words. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Listen to this, receive it. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Do you realize that God has prepared works for you to do even before you were born in eternity past? He's prepared them. And so all you have to do is spend time with him, seek him, and discover them because he not only creates in us good work, but he prepares the very works for us to do if we will walk and seek him. And he'll give us the desire even to do that because scripture says he works to will and to work for his good pleasure. He works that in us that we want to do it for his good pleasure. And our calling is revealed when our, our inner passions and God's greater purpose meet. 
what happens often is that we dismiss the longings and desires because we're broken and we have so many longings and desires, we don't trust them. And so we think, well, that might not be coming from God. But if you look at Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, he said, for you, God created my inmost being. My, and that means our passions and desires are inside us. And so how do we know if they're of him or they're just our broken ones? And of course, the word of God gives us guidance as we search the scripture. It gives us guidance of how to serve him. And, uh, a deep, and it reveals God's deeper plan of salvation. And, uh, and we are on the right track for deep fulfillment if we combine those two. How do we embrace our calling? First thing we need to do is to believe it. I mean, we know about it, we study about it, and we can see it in other people. Do, but do you really believe that God has a special calling for you, that he wants to do great things, as Jesus said in Luke, through you? The problem is that we never think that God can do something significant through us. Sometimes it's a lot easier to look at other gifted people and compare ourselves with them and um, think that God couldn't do anything good through us, that they are gifted, but we are not. And, but we're not created for just getting by. We were created to be priests, God's holy vessels, his agents in the world. What would happen if every Christian embraced that and lived it out in this world? Uh, my greatest delight is when I can use my gifts, and I don't have many gifts, and I feel as inadequate as anybody, but I do have discovered in serving Christ and trying different things that I have some gifts of compassion and I have some gifts um, of uh, encouragement and I love to see people discover that God is with them in any situation they're in and that he's provided a way for them and will be there with them. And when this happens to me, and it doesn't always happen, it doesn't always come out the way I want it to, I feel so greatly fulfilled. And it, it, God is providing a way for all of us to use our gifts. And as we use them, we mature, and those gifts become perfected and strong. A second thing we really need to do is to not only believe we have gifts, but to remove all of our excuses. We're, we're always so full of excuses and disqualifying ourselves for things we're not sure about. And uh, I'm not smart enough, I'm not gifted enough, I'm not strong enough, I don't have enough time, I'm, I, uh, I'm not mature in the faith. But look at the people God chose to use. Uh, how many of them said, I can't do that, God. Don't call me to do that. I'm a fig picker or I'm a shepherd. I Get my brother. I, I, I can't do that. I can't talk very well. But then as they stepped out and began to obey God, this Holy Spirit did great things through them, and they will through you. And another way we fail to receive our calling is that if we think, well, if I really give up my time and surrender to what God has called me to, all my passionate dreams and hopes and desires of my heart won't be fulfilled. 
and uh, we all have those, and they are over a lifetime. They, uh, and when you think about some of them, your heart beats faster. It's what you're longing for. But what we fail to realize that God is not a cosmic killjoy, and if we surrender to him, he will, we won't face drudgery on doing so. God has put inside us the desires to serve him and the gifts. And if we ask him, he will give us the will and the power to do it and align his will and purpose. And he will not only use you, but he will empower you with his spirit and the joy that comes in knowing you were used by God to glorify his son is the most fulfilling thing in the world. And then as we live out our calling, our priesthood is revealed. And that's where we find our inner passions and God's greatest purpose meet. Our calling becomes clear and more satisfying as we live into it. Don't waste any more time, don't wait. You, many of you are servants, really great servants, but if you're not, don't wait any longer. You are a priest. I'll, I'll tell you a way you can see me or a nominating committee. There are offices in the church that need filling and, and we need some deacons. And if you have compassion or want to serve or help others, we will train you and support you and make it a fun experience. So see me or the nominating committee uh, after uh, a time of this service and we will help you discover and mature your gifts and you will find joy in it because you are priest, a holy people, a chosen priesthood, a holy nation. You're God's special vessels through which he wants to bless others so that you might declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into life. You know, 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 3 says, do not waste the grace of God. And it is the, by the grace of God that we're saved. It's by the grace of God that we can serve him so don't waste the grace of God in your life. He's calling you, you are a priest. Hebrews 6.10 reads, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. He sees our work no matter how insignificant in our eyes. And he not only sees it, but he records it. No good work as God's servant will be missed or forgotten or unrewarded. What kind of God do we serve? He's a good God, a lavish, generous, amazing, creative God who loves us beyond our understanding or even beyond our ability to receive it. It would be good enough if he just saved us, but he transforms us, he rewards us in unbelievable ways as we serve him and we are fulfilled. You don't need to pay $10,000 to go on a retreat to make yourself into something great like these people hope to do in the sweat lodge. It just doesn't work. Christ has already done for you this. He's gave you gifts. He wants to use you. He gave his life to do it. He paid the price 
for us to be his priest. Receive it. Believe it. It's true. Christ paid it all. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you that it's free. You've given us salvation. You've given us gifts. And you give us joy in serving you. Call us unto yourself. We need you, dear Jesus, to pull us together as your body that can make a difference in this area. And we thank you. We thank you for the gifts you've given each person that is here in our midst today that is listening because you're that kind of God. You love us. Oh, how you love us. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.